ಯದ್ವಾಚಾನ್ನಭುದಿತೋವಾಕ್ಯತೆ ತದೇವ್ರಹ್ಮ ತದ್ವಿಧೀನೀದಂ ಜಿದಂಪಾಸತೆ ಜನ್ಮನಶಾನಮನುತೆಯೇನೋಹೂಮನೋಮತ ತದೇವ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮ ತದ್ವಿಧೀನೀದಂ ಜಿದಂಪಾಸತೆ ಜಂಜಕ್ಷುಷಾ ನ ಪಶ್ಯತಿ ಚಕ್ಷುಂಸಿ ಪಶ್ಯತಿ ತದೇವ್ರಹ್ಮ ತದ್ವಿಧೀನೀದಂ ಜಿದಂಪಾಸತೆ ಜತ್ಸ್ವಪ್ರಾಣೇನ ಪ್ರಾಣಿತಿ ಯತ್ಸ್ವತ್ರೇನ ಶ್ರೀಶ್ರೀನತಿ ಸೂತ್ರಮೀದಂ ಸುತಂ ತದೇವ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮ ತದ್ವಿಧೀನೀದಂ ಜಿದಂಪಾಸತೆ ದಟ್ ವಿಚ್ ಕ್ಯಾನಾಟ್ ಬಿ ಎಕ್ಸ್ಪ್ರೆಸ್ಡ್ ಬೈ ದಿ ಸ್ಪೀಚ್ ಬಟ್ ವಿಚ್ ಬಟ್ ಬೈ ವಿಚ್ ದ ಸ್ಪೀಚ್ ಈಸ್ ಎಕ್ಸ್ಪ್ರೆಸ್ಡ್ ದಟ್ ಬೈ ವಿಚ್ ಆಪ್ರಿಹೆಂಡೆಡ್ ಬೈ ದಿ ಮೈಂಡ್ the mind is apprehended by him know that to be the truth that which cannot be perceived by the eyes by but the eyes which the eye is perceived that which cannot be heard by the ear but the hearing is perceived that by which cannot be smelled by by the breath but the breath is recognized is no that alone is brahman and not that which people worship om shanti 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 peace 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 be unto us all so today our song actually started give us the synopsis of my talk <laughs> he actually got the point and my topic is the way we see the world we see the world uh, each one from our own mental perspective our speculation what we see what it is it cannot be definitely known it is unknown and unknowable in brief the world appears to us as the way our mind explains the truth the human attempts to understand to see and to describe that indescribable makes it varied contradictory philosophies yet it cannot change and uh, the eternal truth which all of us are viewing differently so the world the question comes the world is good or it is bad or it's a mixture of both is it full of pleasure or the world is full of pain is it peaceful or it is restless restless is this world is beautiful or it is ugly it is heaven or it is hell what is this 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 is a big question it is neither of the above 
But it is that which cannot be, cannot be described. Yet to describe it, the sages used so, so many words like God, like Satchitananda, Absolute, Abiding Reality, Supreme Brahman, and all these terminologies. So, the question is that, what is the universe and how we perceive it? Actually, if we look at the world, everyone perceives the world in his or her own image. The world may be the same. The today, for somebody, is a most joyful day. What a bright day, what an accomplishment, what a joyful thing. At the same time, another person, this is the worst day possible in his, in his or her life. Some may say, oh, I'm enjoying good health. This morning I have had a good uh, exercise and have good, everything good, 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 good. And someone says, oh my God, I woke up with this, and this pain and aches and pains and I have to run to hospital and pain. So what is this world? It's a really a big question. So, the so long the truth is viewed through the lens of our mind, it will appear as, as the coloring of the mind of individuals. William Blake, in his, in his The Marriage of Heaven and Hell, he writes, if the doers of perception, if the doors of perceptions were cleansed, everything would appear to man as it is infinite. For man has closed himself up till he sees all things through the narrow chinks of his cavern. A beautiful few lines. Beyond the narrow chickens of his cavern, which is a reference of Plato's allegory of the cave, lies the radiance of divine unity, into which Blake had stepped into it. It is where Blake goes out the confines of ego self and recognizes his own essence as the Supreme Self. So the doors of perception, when it is cleansed, as Blake said, then everything would appear to man as it is infinite. That is the same statement given by the Vedantic experiences of the sages and saints. That which is, it is joy, it is bliss, it is infinite. If you describe anything, you limit it. And describing is an attempt to reduce its glory. That's why the Upanishads, even some places it said, Shanta, be calm, serene. And that is the truth. That story is there in the Jogavashi uh, story he did that there was one student he is asking his guru sir please teach me 
about that supreme truth, that Brahman. And the Guru sat silent. And then again he asked, Sir, please, I am a, I'm a sincere seeker of truth. Please guide me, help me. Please tell me, what is that Brahman like? Hey, again, he was silent. And third time when he spoke, again put this question, then the teacher said, My child, I am trying to teach you all the time that you didn't get it. <laughs> what was the message? Message was the silence. Silence is the message. It cannot be described. Beyond Amang Manasagocharam, beyond Bak, the speech, beyond Mana, the mind. These are the tools through which we describe, we measure, we fathom the universe. Avang manasa gocharam. It is mana bak agocharam. It is it cannot be perceived through these limited tools through which we recognize the world and we try to express that experience. So it is but still we view the world and the whole world, each individual views differently. <coughs> and when that Mind becomes clean, as we all know. This whole philosophy of spiritual life is nothing but purity of the mind, cleaning of the mind. And here, William Blake said, the doors of perception were cleansed. What are the doors of perception? This mind is clean. When the mind is pure, then everything will appear to be as it is, it is infinite. It is the reality. It is the only truth. And truth and truth alone. But when the mind, according to the density of the cloud in the mind, and the conception and misconceptions, the whole universe, though it is all bliss, though it is all God, it appears so diverse. In the mystic vision, the world resonates in a different level of reality. Infinity is lurking behind every mundane things of the world. That is the thing which is blocked from our vision. But we do not see the way as the seers looked at it. Sri Ramakrishna saw, we find the Sri Ramakrishna saying, Mother everywhere. It is repeatedly discussed. Even there is no distinction whether man, woman, holy, unholy, or animal, animal even, the cat coming to eat and feeding him, Mother, 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 will you eat? Rama devotees, they find Rama everywhere. Krishna, the lovers of Krishna, they saw Krishna everywhere. You remember that story of Sankara's which transformation for him or for the whole world when he was criticizing that mad guy sitting on a street dog and 
eating something, a bread, first putting in his own mouth and putting in the mouth of the dog. And the dog gave a bite and then he takes back and again he is eating himself. This type of crazy man, Shankara saws, and he's not clean, unclean, so dirty. So seeing that, Shankara says, Duram apusarare chandala. <laughs> Get out of my way. I am going to Shiva temple. Make it clean, my road, my path. And then came that beautiful experience of words of wisdom. The Vishnu Upari Sthito Vishnu. Vishnu Khadati Vishnave. Kothang Hasasire Vishnu. Sarvam Vishnu Mayam Jagat. What a grand statement. Vishnu Upari. You are seeing the dog, street dog? What is street dog? It is Vishnu, the Lord, who pervades everything. Vishnu means Vyapnotiti Vishnu. That one who pervades in the nooks and corners of the whole universe. There is nothing but that consciousness. And that is the same Vishnu. And Vishnu Upuri. You see the dog in name and form. That is your misconception. But it is Vishnu. And Uparisthito, you see, who I am sitting over the dog, is a dirty man, you see, I'm a mad cop, you see. But that is also Vishnu, the Lord Vishnu. And Vishnu, the Lord Vishnu in the form of this mad man, Khadati Vishnave, is feeding the Vishnu, the dog whom you see. Vishnu is feeding Vishnu. The Lord is feeding Lord. And you also, you know, you Shankara, you think you are Shankara. Katam Hasasire Vishnu. Oh Vishnu. He is not saying, Oh Shankara. He is saying, Oh Vishnu. Oh Lord. Why are you ridiculing me? Why are you laughing at me? Sarvam Vishnu Mayam Jagat. Everything is permeated with that consciousness, that blessedness, that absolute reality. See, that is the experience. Huh? That is the experience and how can that be felt by us? We are seeing yesterday Ram Nam song was going on. Santara Rama, Bahara Rama, Naki Bahira Rama, I do not know. Jo kuch dekhata, Rama hi Rama. A Rama devotee, Antara Rama, closing the eyes, sees Rama inside. Opening the eyes, Bahari Rama, everything is Rama, Rama, Rama. Jo kuchu dekhata, Rama hi Rama. Whatever he glances at, whatever he views, whatever he sees, it is only Rama and Rama and Rama, only nothing else. That's why I quote this also many times. Yo, das, das, Ram, Dasrat ki beta, ohi Ram ghat ghat me leta, ohi Ram sab seniara, ohi Ram jagat pasera. Yo, Ram, Dasrat ki beta, as we see, who incarnated in the form of Rama as the son of Dasarata, ohi Ram ghat ghat me leta. 
each ghat, in the each heart, that that Rama resides in every heart. And Ohi Ram, Sapsenyara, is the closest of the close. And he is Jagat Pasera, he is permeated in the whole universe. See, the experience, these are all, they experience different beautiful experiences of nameless saints and sages. Christ in the front, Christ below, Christ above, Christ on the right, Christ on the left. It's an experience. It's a tangible experience. They also are like you, human being. But their eyes, these eyes are showing something which our eyes is showing something else. Of course, I cannot say whether the eyes shows or whatever the mind shows and the pure mind, that is a question. Yes, pure mind shows, the eyes don't see. Uh, whatever eyes see, even if they see, after that realization, that is the state of Jivan Mukti, we understand, the realized souls leave into their body-mind identity, coming down from that level of experience. And that moment they see all these realities permeated everywhere. I was reading the book of our, what is called, um, book written by our Devadatta Kali. He was, he talked about, he, he mastered the experience of Abhinava Gupta, the Kashmiri Swayabhik master, great master. And then he was comparing beautifully with uh, Blake, William Blake. It's a beautiful, I got the idea from there. Glory goes to him. <laughs> so he, he there compared, you see the experience of the Kashmiri saint of Gupta, which is thousand years past, and of Blake, which is after 800 years or some gap of difference of centuries, how the experience resonate there and this. We always compare with the Vedic experiences and Ramakrishna experience. This is also another thing he has compared beautifully in that book, uh, that the experience, uh, how it resonates and how it appeals to the mind and their, their experiences are almost the same. Here, Novinava Gupta, he in his, writes in his one of the uh, poem that at all times spread peace and check the stream of chatter with those who speak of trifling things. Fall not into the habit of asking what or why is that and who are you? That which signs, that which signs uninterruptedly with glittering splendor, making distinct the phenomenal and imagined things of the world, is, it, it is itself free from distinction. What perception of objects can there be in the void, the domain of Shiva, the abiding reality, the supreme Brahman? See, what he's saying that who are talking of trifling, trifling things, speak of the trifling things. And he's talking of the world, talking of the world view in which we live and sleep and eat and die. That type of vision, that type of living life, 
He is asking us not to fall into that habit, into that living, and also not to ask why, what, this, that. But he's saying that which shines uninterruptedly. There is no interruption in that ever shining truth behind this universe as we see. Saying that which shines uninterruptedly with glittering splendor. Beautiful translation. Making distinct the phenomenal and the imagined things of the world is itself free from distinction. You see, what you are seeing, it is the same. You are viewing, as Ramakrishna said, uh, I see you as a human being, but there is no human being as such. It is only the divine. Swami Vivekananda said that you see the table. You see God first, and then you see the table. Bringing to our awareness is bringing this understanding. Because we see the consciousness first, the perception as it goes on. I see you, I see that table, I see the pews. It is just eyes are carrying that sensation, the rays, and then sensory nerves to the brain, to the perception, to the mind, and mind brings that information to the inner reality, and then it touches the ground of ever-shining consciousness behind. And when it touches, then it gets the mind gets the approval, yes, I see it. So we see the Atman first there, the consciousness first, in the inmost reality of our being. Before seeing, before recognizing, but it happens in such quick succession. It is much faster than any computer, your Google engine. Uh, a Google engine does, does so fast, but it, is, it does much faster. And it is when the engine was set only God knows. It is God's creation. So it is perceived, we, every perception, what we are seeing the outside world, it is only this external thing coming and going and it is going to the mind, mind sending that message to the intellect according to Vedantic perspective and that that intellect is sending that message to the ego and ego says I got it but he cannot understand unless the light of the self-luminous reality flashes on that and then it comes back as our understanding and reaction. So we see God first in a, in, is a logical way of understanding, but it is. But we don't know that we see God first, and then you see the world. But if we really see God there and can stay in that level, then when He come down, we see it is all permeated or with the same reality as we just referred to Vishnu's story and the story of Rama and the Christ and Krishna. So. So that which signs uninterruptedly, uninterruptedly is a very important word. It is not stopped for a second. It's continuous. And that experience is there continuously. We cannot perceive because our mind is giving a wrong information. So there is no distinction and also the phenomenal universe as we see here is the point it is the Vedantic concept of Jivan Mukti in the phenomenal universe what we see <clears throat> this diversity this difference this good and bad 
this happiness and misery, this pleasure and pain, whatever you see in the phenomenal universe, is imagine things of the world. It is what we are imagining. It is itself free from all distinctions. What perception of objects can there be in the void? What perception? He is saying void. He has also a language, sunna. Uh, that you know, Buddha also used the word sunna. But anyhow, here in that void, void means where there is no duality, where there is no multiplicity, where there is no you, me, there is no I, me, mine, ego, mind. Where in that void he is using the word that is the domain of Shiva, you know, that is called Shiva, Shaivism or Kashmiri Shaivism. In that Shiva consciousness, where you find that a perception of this objective universe is there. There is no such objective universe possible into that void where everything is extinguished and only remains that Shiva, the abiding reality, the supreme Brahman. Now, <clears throat> we were reading the Mandukkha Karika. So, we found that there is a beautiful verses are coming, we are now reading, come to that point, where it says that how we view the world, there are 35, at least he has quoted 35 opinions, to see how we see the world how we perceive the world. And each one is correct. The truth of the matter is that everyone is correct. Here comes Sri Ramakrishna into our help. Uh, there is no contradiction, there is no fight between... That's why India survived with all these contradictions. Though sometimes they intellectually fought to, with each other. And uh, actually was a bad time for... Uh, for, for those people who have less strong argument at that time. So Ivaites are sometimes very poor in argument. So Vaishnavites got um, power there, and Vaishnavites are got oppressed when Soivites got their argument strong. So those, forget those things. But the point is that there are views and opinions to see the world, how they view the world. It is very interesting. I hope to bring this views one by one, it will take maybe not in one session, it will take few sessions, but it is better to know and you see how those views even we carry today, because so long humanity will remain, people will think and think according to the capability of the mind and the level of understanding. So all these views are mentioned there, but you have to go back again to the conclusion that it is truth does not change because of our viewing whatever way we view. So here Gaurapada mentions in his Karika that there are pranadivi anantuscha bhavai etai vikalpita. You know, in Prana means the, what is the ground of this universe? It is energy. You know, modern science, we are talking so highly about that, how much 
improvement we have done, how much we have come close to the truth of Vedanta. Eh? But what we are going to? We are thinking of the primordial energy. What is behind this matter? We see the matter. It is, there is no matter. And go down and back and back. You go to the Higgs boson particle. Go back. Where do you go? But it is a tangible thing which you can see through your telescope or mechanism. It is visible to the mind, to the eyes. So he says, Pranadivi Anantashchabhavi. There are infinite numbers of attitudes and angles of looking at the truth. Some say prana. Pranam does not mean this vital breath here, but the energy. But you can go matter, behind the matter, that energy as we talk about. Etoi bikalpito. These are all conjecture of the mind. Why conjecture of the mind? Your one state of your developed mind, you think one way, your mind improves and your mind gets clear of some doubts and confusions. You see the world in another level. As I always, Ram Swami Vivekananda's example is very appealing to me. When we look at the same sun and we get different views of the same sun. How big is this? How much of light is that? How much energy is there? And if we move on, 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 we'll find that infinite potentialities are there. In mathematics it is so clear. From point 0.1 to point 0.2, even point 0.1 to point 0.2 you go, there may be infinite decimals in between. Infinite views. Everywhere infinite. It's a, it's a, it's a you can say, God's magic. But he is, it is finite, we see finite, but everywhere is infinite. 1 to 2 you go, 1 to 2. You can have infinite number of points, huh? point 21 million zeros and one. One trillion zeros and one. How many? You can, can you make any distinction? Now we get the timing in the, what you call, the um, uh, thousand parts of a second and um, uh, uh, ten thousand parts of a second. We can now just understand that, no? So it is infinite there. So, maya esatusso devasso yaya mohitang sayam. So these bikalpana, these are all different understanding, misunderstanding or imaginations of the fantasy of the mind. And maya, the what you call undefinable entity, that is, is its cause, the devasa, that effulgent self is being covered by that. Mahitam Sayam. By its own power, the same effulgent self as if appears to be finite and limited. That means here, this is due to the maya or ignorance of the luminous Atman itself by which it is deluded. That means this self which has created this delusion and has covered himself as it were by its own power. That's why we find, to understand this, how that self-effulgent, self-resplendent Atman can cover himself and delude himself and play working in this world with millions of different concepts, 
and then moving on from one to the other to the other to the other and ultimately get released from all bondage is a very mysterious thing. How can it be possible? So we find that in the Vedanta Sar, it has been mentioned that the sun does not change, but sun only is the creator of the cloud. Who creates the cloud? Sun creates the cloud, and the cloud covers the sun. It is the Brahman, the same. Why it happens, don't question. <laughs> there comes the question of Leela in the devotional term, and the term of Vedanta is a Maya, but don't question why what. It is, it is. But this is the trick that the self-effulgent Atman, which is ever manifesting, cannot be covered by any ignorance. There comes the same sun as it creates the cloud to cover the sun itself. So similarly, the Atman appears to be covered by his magic uh, winding stick and he has created this universe. So Meghachanna Drishti, Meghachanna Markam, Yathabaddhavadvati, as Meghachanna Drishti, when our eyes get stuck by the Megha, the cloud, and then we say, oh, the sun is not there today. Sun is not in the sky today. But sun is there, it is not gone anywhere. It is my vision is blocked by the Megha. Who created this cloud, Megh? It is created by the same sun. Who has created me? Who has created you? Who has created this earth? Who has created these elements? Who has created this food for our sustenance? Who has created this breath? The same sun, it is coming from the same source and it is covering the same sun in the physical level, so in its spiritual level and in our mental level we can understand how much covering is there, deeper covering. The sun creating the cloud and cloud covering the sun. No, 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 it cannot cover the sun, it covers our eyes because our eyes are limited. Therefore, we have to go beyond our eyes, these eyes. But we have to develop another type of eyes which can give us that experience. So the world view is seeing the Satchidananda Brahman through the clouded mind in its different depths. And this, in the seeing this, when this created universe we see through our mind, there comes my attachment my aversion, my anger, and my emotions, because of the mental projections, and reality remaining unchanged, whether we see it as human being, or as material objects, as atoms, molecules, particles, void, whatever we say, this universe ultimate truth of the universe remains unchanged and that we call simply God. Therefore, we find that the, it is an 
Gaudapada mentions about, as I said, 35 worldviews, philosophers of different mental attainments describe the same world according to their perception. It's an interesting study indeed to note that even today we, the people, have distinct philosophical ideas are prevailing in this world and we are part of one view or the other view. Though we do not analyze it every day in our day-to-day -day living. The world, actually in Sanskrit, it means world or universe comes from the word jagat. And jagat, you know, jagat comes from the word gamdhatu. Gamdhatu means which moves, which goes on, which on and on in changes. Who perceives this world, whether physical or mental, gross or subtle, earth, heaven or hell, who perceives it? That is the question. First of all, we perceive, our mind perceives the world. And mind alone cannot perceive because mind falls under the category of the insentient world. So mind cannot. Swami Vivekananda says, the mountains of today were the ocean of yesterday and will be the ocean tomorrow. Everything is in a state of flux. The whole universe is a mass of change. But there is one who never changes and that is God. So here, again the Gamdhatu, it is all changes. What we see today as mountain, it is no more mountain, it is, it was one time ocean. What we see as ocean is not ocean, it is, was one time mountain. So like that it is all change, everything is in a state of flux. The whole universe is a mass of change, continuously going on. It is a reality, we, if we pay our attention we can easily understand how uh, everything, every second it is changing. But there is one who never changes and that is called God. The whole worship is worship of God, Swamiji says. Wherever there is life, there is a search for freedom and that freedom is the same as God. See, what a be beautiful perspective of looking at our life, that his whole life is a worship of God. We do not know, but still the truth does not change because of my knowing or not knowing. We are dealing with God every moment, every breath, whatever our actions, our thoughts, our love, our hatred, our anger, our frustration, comes all these emotions, it is all dealing with God. And there is nothing but God ultimately. So, so whole worship is of God. Wherever there is a life, there is this search for freedom. And everywhere we are trying to know whom am I searching, what is the benefit of that, but we do not know, but we are searching for that freedom, to see that infinite, and that freedom is the same as God, Swamiji's idea. So object remains the same. If we see God, now if we practice in our life to see God, 
if we project the concept of god or we try to think that really there is this ultimate truth but because of my mental condition i cannot see that but all the seers of truth they are describing that yes they have seen they have experienced that if then we can follow what happens sometimes we may argue that we is there any benefit of doing like that suppose we do worship a stone hindus worship stones one stone you call lord shiva what is shiva you go to a bookstore you can find a piece of stone and purchase by some dollars and uh, those who i am non believer if i am non believer what is the value of that stone to me it is a stone but someone who is purchasing he purchases before that he selects this this stone is better or that stone is better is a materialistic view but when he captures it and brings or he or she puts in the altar see the stone has not changed if you resell it it will be little less to sell it because you have already used it <laughs> but but the stone remains the stone stone does not change when you cry with your tears in your eyes oh say oh lord shiva aba shiva par karo mera naiya huh? oh lord shiv please help me cross this ocean of life huh? when you cry like that you see the peace comes here stone touch the stone for me at least if i am a third party for me it is the same stone but for the person who is doing this worship putting this concept of the divinity and trying to get out of the mental construct which has given us this view that is a matter or is energy there i will read that 39 views but before that this is the but if we start our spiritual journey in this way that everything is in a state of flux but there is only one and we are all worshiping the same reality the whole worship is worship of god so if we start feeling this way then you know every day with this type of sincere conviction of believing in the words of the sages and following their path a revelation comes mind becomes cleaner and cleaner and cleaner one day eh? as as obinava gupta says where will be this void in this void duality will remain where is that duality in this void which is shiva eh? and all brahman supreme brahman so that is the point that this is the benefit of our this spiritual practice that it is we see we have to change our view the way we look at the world it is actually though i am not in a position to accept it for those who are suffering those who are in the troubles of life well, this high philosophy of god is everywhere does not work uh as sami vivekananda said there are that that a who said there is a mystic you know nazrul nazrul said 
Now, Sukanto said, Sukanto, there is a Bengali poet. He said, Khudhar Rajje Prithivi Goddamoy. Ah, when your stomach is aching with hunger, <laughs> this uh, Prithivi Goddamoy, this earth is no more poetic. Purnima Chad, your full moon night, is no more a beautiful night. It is a Jalsan Ruti, it's like a burnt bread someone has given you to eat, no? You are hungry, fully hung, full of hunger, but someone has given you a burnt bread which you cannot take it. So full moon night will appear like that. So for the realistic view, we may say sometimes that is the realistic view, and this philosophy is too high for us, but what is the way out? Not that we will not make our effort, to handle the situation of life, but to get this view, world view, not to stick on to our old concepts in which we are born. We are, we are just grown into a concept and the world mind has totally been deluded by that concept and we are holding to that. We have to get out of that grip of the ignorance, and then to accept this idea that it is this universe is what it is unchanging. It is that blissful, peaceful, absolute reality. And this is what is happening. This is only in the level of ignorance. And your mind is showing. Your mind has shown something you before something else. Today it is showing you something else. What will be the truth? That's why the analysis of Vedanta is so many ways. Or even... If we go to the idea of uh, different philosophers of the past, we'll find that how they are so meaningful to think. I'm not trying entering into the, uh, the views of Gaurapadas today. Or shall I start one? Let me start one. So, what, so this is about the ultimate truth, as I said, that we'll have to change our worldview that it is stone remains stone, image remains image, a cross remains cross, an altar remains altar, a crucified form of Christ may be hanging in the world, in the mystic eye, Christ appears like a lively person, but it is, remains the same for us, the ignorant, but still we will have to move into that direction of consciousness, study of consciousness, that means that reality, which is unchanging reality, we call God or whatever name. There we find that there are different ways. I will just go to one or two views, two, three minutes are there, and then we can continue it sometime later. He says that Gaurapada, in his karika, uh, in his commentary, he said, prana iti prana vido. There are different philosophers who believe that prana or the vital energy or because that is the ultimate truth. They view the world nothing but a vibrating energy. It is called prana, the Vaisheshikas, and the worshipper of the philosophy who is the cosmic light, which is called Hiranagarhova worshippers, they look at this whole universe is vibrant with prana. Eh? It is, I think that it is uh, very common for scientists today who are trying to think the world not as matter, 
but they go to the background and try to find the uh, behind this what is the solid and then go to the matter to the uh, molecule to the atom to go back and back and back eh? that is visible through the instrumentalities that is the pranavit prano does not mean the vital air in the nostril prana in its philosophical connotation is the total energy it's called sanskrit sutratma energy as the foundation of all creation no matter it is all cosmic energy behind the universe the behind the molecules atoms protons electrons go to higgs boson particle as the foundation of the relative existence so this type of concept look at the world they they, they view the world not as human being not as stone not as wood not as sun moon but behind everything go back and back and back it is no matter it is all energy and tremendous energy and we think that that is the vedantic concept of brahman it is not far away to go further to go here is the mind working here is the sensate instrument is working the microscopes or telescopes they are working whatever the instrumentality that is duality is working there but it is said the in ancient times this type of philosophers they believing in the cosmic energy they worshiped the cosmic energy as god and to find for their liberation that is called the hiranyagarbha upasakas it is ancient terminology but we can easily um connect with our modern ideas then bhutani ti tadvido that means the charvaka theory will come gunaiti gunavida sankhaits philosophy will come tattaniti tattvida those who are shaivites who are worshiping god in three different dimension atman maya and shiva so i will go to those next time not next month but some other time so it's very interesting to see that how we are all living in the same world but we are so differently observing the things thank you